Recorded live. Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. Heir of salvation, purchased of God, born of His Spirit, washed in His blood. This is my story, this is my song. Praising my Savior all the day long. This is my story. This is my song. Praising my Savior all the day long. Amen, amen. God bless you, children of God. We do greet each of you once again in the mighty and the precious name of Jesus Christ, our soon-coming King. We thank God for another day, another opportunity to worship him. It is a privilege to be able to worship God, our brothers and my sisters. There will come a day in this life when we will no longer get to worship him in this life. Now, we trust that we will go on to eternal life, but this life is a privilege and honor. We thank God for the opportunity to be here one more time. For those of you worshiping with us for the first time, I am Apostle Robert Bryant, pastor of the Christian Center Church Worldwide Headquarters in Kenston, North Carolina, USA. And I'd like to welcome you to another edition of Living the Word, where sound doctrine is brought to the ears of thousands of God's people all over the world. We've been working on a theme, what you have not asked for. We thank God for the revelation that sometimes we receive what we have not asked for. Now, one of the things that's important to be shared with God's people today, the Lord is placing this in my spirit very strongly, that that can be for the good 
or for the bad. In other words, we can receive what we have not asked for, and they be very good things, as in the case of Solomon. He received some goodies from God, some treats from God, because he asked for wisdom and a discerning heart to lead and to guide God's people properly. God was so pleased that he had asked for this and not for long life or for wealth or for the death of his enemies. God was so pleased that he had asked for that, that he told him he was going to give him that, but that he was also going to give him what he had not asked for. My prayer for you, children of God, is that you and I will receive good things that we have not even asked God for. But God says, make sure you let my people know, Robert, you can also receive bad things that you have not even asked for. So, uh, when we please God, we can receive good things that we have not even asked for. When we displease God, we can receive bad things that we have not even asked for. My prayer for each one of you is that we will not receive bad things that we have not asked for in the name of Jesus Christ. We're going to take a look today at the book of 1 Samuel. 1 Samuel chapter 16 with a special focus on verse 11. 1 Samuel chapter 16 with a special focus on verse 11 from the New International Version. Our scripture reads, So he, or Samuel, asked Jesse, Are these all the sons you have? There is still the youngest, Jesse answered. He is tending the sheep. Samuel said, send for him. We will not sit down until he arrives. Once again, First Samuel chapter 16, 16, verse 11. So Samuel asked Jesse, said, are, all, are these all the sons you have? Jesse said, they're still the youngest, Jesse answered. He's tending sheep. Samuel said, send for him. We will not sit down until he arrives. We're still working from our theme, children of God, what you have not asked for. 
Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we give you glory. We give you honor. We give you praise. We thank you, Father, because you know what is best for us. We thank you, Father, because you see all things. You know our end from the beginning. We thank you, Father, because whatever we have to go through in this life, as your children, you have already equipped us to be able to handle it. You have led us to know, Father, that there's no temptation that has seized us except what is common to man and that you are faithful. You will not allow us to be tempted beyond what we can bear. But you've told us that with the temptation, you will provide a way of escape so that we may stand up under it. We thank you today, Heavenly Father. Father, we have not gathered for a show. We have not gathered to be entertained. But Father, we want to hear what your spirit has to say to the churches. Father, we realize that life is fleeting. And that we will have to spend eternity somewhere. We want to spend it in your presence. We want to spend it in the presence of you, the angels, living creatures. We want to spend it in a place where there be no more weeping or crying or pain. We want to spend it in a place where the old or the former order of things has passed away. And behold, all things become new. Father, we ask today that you forgive us of our sins, which we have grievously committed against you, lust of the flesh, lust of the eye, pride of life, Things that we have said that you didn't want us to say. Things that we have thought that you didn't want us to think. Or things that we have done, Heavenly Father, that you didn't want us to do. Have mercy upon us. I pray for your people in the four corners of the earth, Father. That you will renew your mercies upon us this morning. Thank you, Father, for all that you have done. We are trusting you are going to speak a word today that will bless your people somewhere. May your name be glorified. May your name be exalted. May your name be praised. These and all other blessings we ask and count done in the mighty and glorious name of Jesus Christ, our strength and our redeemer. Let God's people say, Amen, wherever you are. Amen and 
Amen. What you have not asked for. As we look at 1 Samuel chapter 16, we see the account of David being anointed king over the nation of Israel. A beautiful story as David came from very humble beginnings to the kingship over the nation. I love David. He is a great biblical character. He was a character that Many did not think he would receive what he received from God, but he got it anyway. I'm here to let you know today, child of God, those who think that you are not going to receive some things are going to be shocked and surprised when you receive what God has for you. People did not think that David would receive all of this, but what people didn't know, thank you, Holy Spirit, was the intimacy and the relationship that David had with God. And I want to encourage you, child of God, under the sound of my voice. You know, people may look at you or may look at our titles or may look at our positions or may look at the kind of car that we are driving or or this and that. But I pray that the intimacy and the relationship with God remain intact, regardless of whether you drive the, the most fancy car or regardless of whether you have the largest congregation or regard, because God will oftentimes take individuals who don't have much in the eyes of men and then bless them on a mighty, mighty scale. That is my prayer for every soul under the sound of my voice this morning. That God, children of God, may God bless you on a mighty scale. David, a little shepherd boy that men could see. But he was a giant killer that God could see. You say, Apostle, what are you saying to us this morning? A lot of times people can't see us for who and what we really are. People saw David as a small boy. God saw David as a giant killer. And my prayer for you, child of God, is that what God sees in you and in me, will manifest and overshadow, thank you, Holy Spirit, what men see in you and me. Men saw David as a small boy. 
many of his family members. He was not even invited to this king selecting process at first. But understand this, my brother and my sister. The nation could not go on until David was set into place. David was not invited to the to the sacrifice. But the nation could not move on until David was set into place. My prayer for you, child of God, under the sound of my voice, is that what God and the position that God wants you and has for you to occupy, may things not move on until we are set into the place. May things not move on in your church till you are set in place. May things not move on in your marriage and your finance until you are set in place that God wants you to occupy. The nation couldn't go on until they went and got David, until they went and brought him out. Though he had not been invited by men, he was the star of the show as far as God was concerned. So children of God, I want to encourage you. Don't worry about men not recognizing and and, and not seeing what God has placed within you. And don't worry, don't worry about that. David was not worried about not being invited to the sacrifice. He was not worried, you know, and me and you shouldn't be worried. We don't need men to validate us, children of God. Listen, listen to me, pastors. I see a number of my brothers in here. You don't need your congregation to validate you if you've been called by God. If, If we've been called by God, then God has already validated us. Congregation or no congregation. Uh, sisters out there, you don't need a man to validate you. Brothers out there, you don't need a woman to validate you. When we have been, when God has called us, when God has set us in the place, or God has decided that we are the one, then God has validated us. Little old David. They had the nation of Israel was in crisis, much like the United States is in crisis today, much like various other countries around the world. And the reason why the nation of Israel was in crisis It's the same reason why the United States and various other countries around the world are in crisis right today. You say, Apostle, what is the reason? The nation of Israel in our story was in crisis because Saul, the first king of the nation of Israel, had gotten away from following God and started following his own will. The United States today 
is in crisis because men and women have gotten away from following God and have gotten into following their own will. My prayer for everyone under the sound of my voice is that we will get back to following God. The Bible says that righteousness is exalts any nation. Doesn't matter what nation it is. If, if God say, look, if they will do things right, God says, I will, I will exalt them. I will lift them higher. But sin is a reproach to any people. And it doesn't, God says, doesn't matter how great the nation is or how great the country is. If they get into sin, it is a reproach and it will bring them down. My prayer for everyone under the sound of my voice is that you will allow the righteousness of God to lift you higher. Righteousness comes to lift us. Sin comes to bring us low. So as we look out in our life, as we look at our life, we want to uh, move more in the righteousness, less in the sin, that God may lift us higher and higher. The nation of Israel was in crisis. King Saul had been rejected by God. And God wanted a suitable replacement. Saul was tall. The Bible says he was a head taller than any other Israelites. He was good looking. He was charismatic, the kind of man that people naturally follow. But he had a problem in following God. Listen to me, children of God. Anybody that does not follow God well cannot lead God's people well. Lord is saying, say that, say that again, Robert. My people need to hear that. Anybody who does not follow God well cannot lead God's people well. Apostle Paul said it like this. He told the people of his day, follow me as I follow Christ. Paul realized he was not perfect, you know, as none of us are, you know, and those words should be spoken by any leader of God's people. Follow me as I follow Christ. I'll tell my congregation, follow me as I follow Christ, meaning that when I'm following Christ, you have my permission to follow me. But when I'm not following Christ, you have my permission not to follow me. Good leaders, you know, good leaders, they realize two things. One, that they are not perfect. And two, that the people do not need to follow them in their imperfection. That's good leaders. Now, if you got a leader that wants you to follow him or her when they are wrong, that's a bad leader. 
good leaders realize, number one, I'm not perfect. Number two, you will have no business following me in my sin. It is fine to follow a leader in his or her righteousness, but to follow a leader in their sin is deadly. To follow a leader in their sin can get you sent to hell. May that not be your portion in the mighty name of Jesus. Even the disciples, when called in by the Sanhedrin or the high Jewish court, after being told by the Sanhedrin to no longer preach or teach at all in the name of Jesus, Peter had to speak up on that. You know, Peter had to speak up, said, judge for yourselves whether it is right in God's sight to obey you rather than God. In other words, Peter said, we're not going to obey in that. You know, what you have just said and what you have just suggested is now cause for our disobedience. God is is very much on us being obedient. Bible tells us obedience is better than sacrifice, but it's obedience to righteousness. The question is, what are you obeying? We as children of God are bound to obey righteousness. I'm not bound. We're not bound to obey sin. As long as pastor, elder, or overseer is telling me what is right, I'm bound to obey. But when leaders tell us what is wrong, we have permission by God to rebel, to disobey. So this is why, children of God, it is very important to know the truth. To know what is right, to know what is wrong. Jesus said it like this, do not, do not be deceived. See, how is it that we are not deceived? Simple, by knowing the truth. You have a responsibility. My responsibility as an apostle is to preach the word. In season, out of season. Rebuke, exhort, correct. I got to preach the word. Well, your responsibility, if you are not an apostle, you know, or you're not a preacher of the word. Your responsibility is to know the word so that even I can't get up here and tell you some nonsense. So that no leader or no preacher or prophet can tell you any nonsense. You have a responsibility to know what the word says for yourself. Because at the end of the day, understand it's your soul that is on the line. And it's not going to be a valid excuse to tell God, oh, I would have done right, but my pastor said, or I would have done right, or my, but my bishop told me, or I would have done right, but Apostle Brian said to me, what does the Bible say? God is going, what does my word say? Years ago, the Lord hit me with that. Very thing, you know, we had started out in this ministry worshiping on Sunday and worshiping uh, Bible study on Wednesday night. We had worship service Sunday morning, Bible study 
Wednesday night, like all the other churches I had seen all my life. But then one day the Lord spoke in my spirit and he said, Robert, where is it in my word that Sunday is the day for worship? I was like, come on now, Lord. Everybody knows Sunday is the day for worship. The Lord said, where is it in my word? I began to study the scripture from Genesis to Revelation. I saw in the Bible where certain things were done on Sunday, but I could not find any scripture that said Sunday was the day for worship. I said, well, Lord, I, I don't see that. I don't. Lord said, what does my word say, Robin? I said, well, Lord, here in Acts chapter 2, Verse 46, the early saints worship God. They met every day. Lord said, Robert, go and do likewise. I went before our congregation the next the next evening, about 20, 25 of us. I told the saints, I said, you know, I'm not saying you have to come, but I have been in communion with the Lord. And from now on, every day that I'm, I am in this country, at this time, we were only worshiping one time a day. I said at 7 p.m., prayer, praises, worship, word of God is going to be preached and taught. Some of the saints said, you know, that's good, Apostle. We need that. That'll be a blessing. Some of the saints, Pastor, where you get that from? Nobody go to church every day. Some saints stayed. Some saints left, but the saints that stayed, their level of revelation, their level of understanding, their level of everything, level of blessings in their life, level of, 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 of grace in their life, all went higher and higher. Listen to me, children of God. You're not going to give God more and he give you less. Now, you can give God less, as I see some individuals doing, and I know it's just a matter of time before God will give them less because a man will reap what he has sown. There are some individuals that write a part of this ministry and different things that I have seen them giving God more and more and more. I already know what God is going to do. He's going to give them more and more and more. Then there are some individuals I have seen want to give God less and less and less. And I know what God is going to do. I know. And I'm, I'm going to have to, when God do it, I'm going to have to really be um, compassionate. And um, I, I, I almost... It gotta act like I didn't know that he was gonna do it. Now I can't and I don't really like to do that because God's word will let us know things yet to come. This is one of the purposes of God's word in your life and in my life, my brother and my sister. To let us know things yet to come. If you want more of something from God, give more of that thing to God. 
whatever it is that you want more of yourself. And a mirror. And God says, just give him the parable of the mirror, Robert. If you want to see your right hand raised in a mirror, you know, raise it first in your life and you'll see it go up in the mirror. Now, I know the mirror does just is just opposite reflection, but that's giving it just giving it just to give you an example. Whatever you want to see done in the mirror. You do it first. You want to pick up a box in the mirror. Do it yourself. Pick it up in real life and watch and see. Don't the mirror do just what it sees you do. That's much the way our God operates. He will do to us or allow to be done to us. Much what much of what he sees us do. You want more from God? Give more to God. Let him see you give more to him. You want to hear more from God? You you, you want to hear more from God? You know, submit yourself to him. Give ear to him. Whatever we want from God. Give it to God. Want more attention from God? Give more attention to God. God has a remarkable way of showing us ourselves. He's a remarkable way of showing us ourselves. If you're under the sound of my voice and you are not pleased in life, God is showing you yourself because you are not pleasing him. So he is figuring it. He has has figured it out and allowed you and me to not be pleased if we are not, if we're not pleasing him. But if we please God. God will please us, no matter what men try to do. Now, the Lord is, 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 is got this in my spirit now. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, these Hebrew young men, they pleased God. These men, along with Daniel, they were devout. You know, they studied God's word. They tried very hard to put God's word into practice. They were they they pleased God. Well, the king was displeased and tried to harm Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego by throwing them or having them thrown in the fiery furnace. But because they pleased God. God even made the fiery furnace okay. In other words, the worst that men tried to throw at these young men, God made it okay. Fiery furnace was not even hot to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You say, Apostle, what does that mean? That means that when we please God, he has the ability and the capability 
to supernaturally protect us, supernaturally uh, um, shield us from the worst than men try to throw at us. God will God will make us God will make things all right for us as His children. You can be in the fire and not be burned, or you can be in the fire and be burned. A prayer for every one of you, every one of us, is that we'll be in the fire. Yeah, we're in the fire. With the fires of life, there are fires. But we are situations that unpleasant situations that we're going through and that we're going experiencing. But if we please God, we don't have to be burned. My prayer for you is that you won't be burned by any fire that you find yourself in. Because God is our shield and he is our buckler. Shield protects you from whatever enemies, darts or arrows She'll keep them from hitting you. The shield will take the the punishment so that you and I don't have to. God is our shield. God is our buckler. Now, come on, saints. We gotta get we gotta get on to this. What you have not asked for. So we've got a nation of Israel in crisis because the leader had gone astray. So now God was in the process of electing a new leader. Now, the prophet Samuel was being called to anoint David. This was a time when secular authority or the kingship was under spiritual authority, which was Samuel. Samuel was a prophet of God. David was the king. But the king had to be anointed by the prophet. In other words, the king's authority, this was God's way of showing that secular authority is under spiritual authority. Now, whenever you get a nation that does not recognize and realize this order, it's going to be problems. We're living in a day and time where many men and women feel like secular authority is supposed to be over spiritual authority, but it never is. You know, and and, and there have been many nations that have come and gone because of uh, not realizing this fact, thinking that secular authority should be over spiritual authority. Now, Samuel was a prophet. He was sent by God to anoint the next king. And Samuel does like most of us would. In verse 6, when they arrived, Samuel saw Eliab. Now, Eliab was David's oldest brother. Tall, good-looking, charismatic, much like Saul had been. So, immediately, the prophet Samuel thinks, this got to be 
the Lord's anointed. This must be the next king. He looks a lot like uh, Saul. He's tall. He's good looking. He's this has to be. The Bible says in verse six, when Sam, when they arrived, Samuel saw Eliab and thought, surely the Lord's anointed stands here before the Lord. But the Lord said to Samuel, do not consider his appearance or his height. In other words, God said, look, don't get caught up in his outward appearance and feel to look at his heart. I want to encourage you out there under the sound of my voice, husbands that are looking for a wife, don't get caught up in her outward appearance and forget to look at her heart. Wives or young ladies out there looking for a husband, don't get caught up in uh, the, the man's outward appearance and fail to look at his heart. Many mistakes have been made we live in a society that places so much emphasis on outward appearance. This is why everybody's trying to look or so many people are trying to look their best because we live in a generation, a dispensation where people place a lot of emphasis on outward appearance. Just the opposite of God. Look at what the Bible says. But the Lord told him, said, told Simon, don't look at it. Don't consider his appearance or his height. For I have rejected him. God said, doesn't make any difference how good you look. If I have rejected you, doesn't make any difference how tall you are or how, how uh, we want to be accepted by God. Regardless of what people look like, regardless of what things look like. Regardless of what places look like, we want to be accepted by God. God says, don't, don't not consider his appearance or his height, for I have rejected him. The Lord does not look at the things people look at. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. My prayer for every soul under the sound of my voice is that God will give us beautiful hearts. That God will make our inner man more beautiful than our outer man. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Well, Jesse had a number of his sons pass before Samuel. And the Lord had to keep rejecting them. Rejecting them. Rejecting them. To the place where... Samuel wondered, uh, is this is this it? You know, are these all the sons? Look at verse 11. So Samuel asked Jesse, are these all the sons you have? Jesse said, they're still the youngest. Now, remember, children of God, we're talking about what you have not asked for. See, what you have not asked for. The Bible says we have not because we ask not. There are some blessings that would be in your life if God says, if you just ask me. God said, Robert, there are some blessings that would be in your life today if you just ask me. And my prayer for children of God, for all of us, is that we will ask that we may receive. God said, you have not because you ask not. 
had Samuel not asked for another son of Jesse, because the Lord told him that one of Jesse's sons was going to be king. But Jesse brought out the sons he thought would be king. But 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 Samuel asks, are these all the sons you have? And as a result of his asking, thank you, Holy Spirit. I see some people. There are some people under the sound of my voice today that are receiving a revelation that you have to ask. There are some things that God has for us, but we have to ask. There are some of you under the sound of my voice that from today you're going to ask for some things. And God is going to bless you with some things. There are some of you that are going to ask in your marriage for some things. Some of you that are going to ask on your job. Some of you that are going to ask and ask. And it shall be given unto you. David, Jesse, Samuel asked, are these all the sons you have? Jesse answered, they're still the youngest. See, Samuel asking, got David brought out. I'm going to prophesy to those of you under the sound of my voice today. Your asking is going to cause your David. Your David represents what God has for you. You've, you've dealt with Saul You've gone through that. You've suffered at the hands of some souls or some 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 stuff that just wasn't right. And but God has got some Davids for us. And Davids represent what God has for us. Samuel's asking. Jesse responded. He said, "They're still the youngest." I said, "But he's tending sheep." Samuel said, "Send for him." Sometimes you got to send for your David. We will not sit down until his arrives. Samuel said we're not going to get comfortable until he arrives. So he sent for him, had him brought in. He was glowing with health, had a fine appearance and handsome features. Then the Lord said, rise and anoint him. He's the one. God said, this, this, is, this is the one right here. Some of us have been through Eliab's, uh, 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 Obadiah's. These were some of Jesse's sons. Eliab, Obadiah, Shammah. All of these were good-looking, handsome, Tall, strong, young men. But they were not David. They were not what God had for his people. My prayer for you, child of God, children of God, is that you will experience your David in the mighty name of Jesus. That you will get past 
all the good-looking counterfeits that God will introduce you to your David. David was not even thought of by men, but he was thought of by God. Glowing with health, fine appearance. Then the Lord said, see, not men, not not the brothers, not Jesse, not even the prophet Samuel until he heard from the Lord. In other words, David was about the last one that they thought would have been king. But he was the only one that God thought. My prayer for every one of you. Every one of us is that we will walk and experience our Davids. Regardless of what men think and regardless of what men say, regardless of what men want, we will experience our David. See, see, understand this. Your David may not be what men want. What your David is what God wants. Some of you are going to experience David jobs. David jobs represent uh, jobs that you might not even want, but it's just what God wants for you. David job might be a job that your family think is not the best job, but it's the job that God has for you. Our Davids represent things that men and women don't see as being that much, you know, but God sees it as being just what we need. The things that God looks at and that God is impressed with or that God like, men don't think much of it. And the things that men are impressed with and men are, you know, esteem, God doesn't think much of it. May you experience your David. Your David. May we experience and walk in our Davids. Davids are what God has for us. You know, if it would have been men, they would have picked Eliab. Even the prophet Samuel thought, surely, surely the prophet was completely convinced. Surely this is the one for us. Surely this is the church for us. Surely this is the pastor for us. Surely this is the amount we are to be given. Surely. A lot of times, my brother and my sister. We are just like Samuel. We have decided that something is the best for us, but haven't checked with God or haven't listened to God as to whether he said it was the best for us. If God had not spoken to Samuel, Samuel would have selected Eliab. In other words, 
Samuel would have made a choice based on what he thought and not based on what God said. My prayer for every one of us is that we won't make a choice based on what we think, but that we will hear the small voice of God and 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 move based on what he says. A lot of people are going to be shocked on Judgment Day. The Lord says it like this. God said, Robert, not everyone who cries, Lord, Lord, will enter into my kingdom. Only he who does the will of my Father, which is in heaven. There will be many who have cried, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name? And in your name, cast out demons, and the Lord will tell them plainly, depart from me, ye workers of iniquity. I don't know you. I never knew you. Into the place prepared for the devil and his angels. Well, what was the problem? They did not listen to. They did not either receive or listen to the spirit of God. My prayer for every soul. Every soul under the sound of my voice, whether you're listening through Facebook or YouTube or TalkShoe or Apple iPod device, may you hear the spirit of the living God and obey him. For the Bible says that they that are led by the spirit of God are the sons of God. They're the sons of God. What kept Samuel from making a critical error in the nation of Israel was his sensitivity to the Spirit of God. Even though he thought Eliab would have been an excellent choice, he was willing to give way his thought. And to listen to what God said. And as a result, the nation of Israel was blessed for you, children of God. As you listen to the Spirit of God, give way. Let your thoughts and your will and your give way to the Spirit of God. You too. Blessed. God will be pleased. God was pleased with Samuel because Samuel listened to him instead of his own will. May you and I listen to him rather than our own will. Our own will get us in trouble. God's will will get us out of trouble. God bless you, children of God. I'm going I'm gonna go. I see so many great men and women of God in here with with me this morning. Pastor Tony, God bless you, my brother from Nigeria. Pastor Joseph, I think I saw um, a couple of the great men and women of God I can't see on the screen because as as people come in, uh, the names scroll up. But uh, we're so glad today. Um, 
the Lord willing, uh, Pastor Tony, I'll see you down in Nigeria in a few weeks. Uh, as I have not been there since I had uh, this stroke about a year ago. This is the first, last year was the first year in about the last 16 or 17 years that I haven't gone to Nigeria. So I, I look forward to seeing uh, the many great men and women of God who have supported me and supported the ministry that God has given me uh, for the last uh, almost 20 years. Um, I pray that you all have been blessed uh, at the preaching and teaching of God's word. And uh, I pray that God continue to bless you, continue to take you higher, all of us, uh, as we go higher in him. Uh, he will uh, show us more and, and tell us more and reveal more to us. And uh, we'll grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So what you have not asked for, and, and the Lord kind of gave me a different slant on this today, because sometimes we don't have, or oftentimes we won't have something, not because God doesn't have it, not because God said, not because I don't want to give it to you. God said there's some things that you don't have just because you haven't asked for. So I, I pray, my brother and my sister, that we will ask God. The Bible says if any man lacks wisdom, he should ask God who gives liberally without finding fault. Even if we come down to wisdom, the most important thing in humanity some of us don't have wisdom because we haven't asked God. Well, Father, I'm asking right now in the name of Jesus, I want more wisdom. I want more wisdom. I want I want more wisdom. And I pray for more wisdom for your people in the mighty, precious name of Jesus Christ. May God bless each of you. May heaven continue to smile on you, those of you that want to uh, contribute and and. Make donations to the ministry. Feel free. Go to our church website and uh, directions will be given there. Uh, may God bless each of you. I pray you have a good day for those of you that are still in the morning and for those of you around the world that have moved into the night. May God bless your night uh, in the name of Jesus. We'll see you tomorrow, the Lord willing. And we will lift up the name of Jesus together. God bless you, saints. And heaven smile on you. Amen.